Hello and welcome to AIO Audio News. Today I have again with me, Rhea Smith. Welcome back to the show, Rhea. Hi. Yeah, we are just a couple days from going to Liberty, so this will this might be yes. the last remote recording we do, unless well, you know, we're both be, busy and we're stuck is, in our dorms. Yeah, but this is the last episode that's being released before we get back, so it should be the yes. last one we do before we are at Liberty. Right, right. Well, I mean... You know, we might get to Liberty and decide to still do remote recordings if you want to re- still record with me. I don't know if this has been fun at all, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been okay. It's been at the very good. least, it won't be in different states. Right. <laughs> or hours and hours apart. At least we're in the same time zone. Um, yes. Anyway, what is the episode we're doing today? Um, This one is called Worth It, and it is the last episode in Album 71. Right. So I have some expectations going into this one. I've listened to the other Album 71 episodes a couple more times. Uh, I mean, the three we listened to the other night. And I, I, I think my opinions are still pretty much the same on those. Um, I don't okay. know about you. Have, you. have you listened to them another time? Um, No. The only <laughs> okay. time that I listen to these or make time for them lately is when we're doing this, because otherwise... I spend the little free time I have doing other things. That's okay. Totally understandable. I mean, we're both busy these days, so mm-hmm. um, I'm the one who's coordinating all this. Uh, my sanity is not going to be good this year. Anyway, we'll be fine. <laughs> Why don't we just jump right into it? Do you want to read the summary, or do you have anything else to say? Um, no, sure. Um, it says, Wit sends Olivia on an imagination station adventure to find a blind beggar named Ezra, his mother Lydia, and the one person who could change all of their lives. Hmm. So... Have, when have was the co- last time we had an imagination station adventure? That would have been further from... No, that would have been the Right Out of Revelations, but that's not canon. So before then, it would it's have been... It's been a little while. Yeah, it's probably the world it was it the world of plutonia was that the last one no millstones millstones is probably Ooh. the one no millstones is the room of consequence mm. yeah so yeah, yeah it's probably what's probably plutonia then yeah it's been it's a, hot a while minute. yeah so anyway, i'm this... interested in this because we haven't had wit in the picture for a while either at least it looks like he's one of the main characters potentially unless he just sends her off and then she's just in the adventure the whole time so that's right. going to be interesting too Mm-hmm. I don't that. know. I this isn't written by Phil Lawler, as far as I know. This is written by Dave Arnold. Um, okay. It's got Olivia in it, and my yes. hope, my hope is that Olivia is not changed by the invention. And here's why: we've seen in the past characters going into the station and being affected by it, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But Olivia's already had those moments, and for her to have those moments again and be affected by it would seem to be more of the same to me. And so for mm. her to be really changed by the Imagination Station adventure, or by this, I would need her to take time to think about it. Because she's already gone down a really dark path, and I think to get out of that is going to be more than just an Imagination Station adventure. Because also, we know the station can be kind of of manipulative. Just, I mean, Maury's enlightened me in that way. I still love the station. I think it's great. But I think for Olivia to be objective, she should say, okay, this is a Bible story. I'm reading, like, it's basically like she's reading the Bible immersively. The truth is being presented to her in a dramatic Mm -hmm. form. But again, this could all be concocted by wit. She doesn't know. So there needs to be something compelling in here that, if she has a change of heart in this episode, drives her toward that point. Not just, it's the yeah. imagination station, so of course it's going to be impactful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Either I would think that either this is going to end her journey, and she's going to end, she's be like, oh no, I am a Christian, I'm fine, I don't know why I was overreacting, blah, 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 yeah. and they're going to downplay it. Ugh. Or, um, it's going to give her some truths, some food for thought, things she's going to have to think about, and at the end of the day, she's still going to be struggling, and we'll see the development of that 
more fully later. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not quite sure which direction this is going to go. Yeah. And you're right, the imagination station it does it help it keeps you a little bit from being more objective, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think it's been very, very beneficial in bringing it people has. to see yes. things that they refuse to see otherwise. It gives them Definitely. a different perspective and it makes them more open to seeing things because it's being given to them in a different format, in a different way. Right. I'm not it sure. Def- I'm not sure yeah. how this is going to go. It would be great, but I think it would take away – and it, it would – I think it would be fine in any other circumstance to help somebody through uh, something – a struggle. But in this particular circumstance, it would take away the realism that the last couple episodes have had. If the solution is the station. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It does. Although, to be fair, she has been going through this for several weeks. Because Mm. in the uh, last episode, it was a week. It was a camp for a week. And they didn't talk about it in um, Higher Than Our Ways or Triple Decker Sunday. And so I'm assuming there was a little bit of time beforehand. And then a little bit of time after, before this has happened. So it's been, it's been a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And we know what kind of frame of mind she's been in. She got into that rather quickly through those last um, two episodes before we saw things from Zoe's perspective. She went from... Starting to question to having her imaginary friend to being rebellious very quickly. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly the timeline, but I would say a couple of days. And then we had at least, I would say, two weeks after that. So it's right. been a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's possible that they could wrap it up now, but it's yeah. not been long enough for me. <laughs> no, no. I mean, especially because we just heard these episodes a couple of days ago for us anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess if we if we had been keeping up week by week, it would be a little bit different. It was another thing I, I thought of. I was thinking Olivia starting to sound like Valerie in terms of mm-hmm. her, her personality and the way she's changing. And I would hope there's a bit more nuance in her character. And now that we're going back to Olivia being the focus and Olivia being the main character, it'll be interesting to see how that affects her personality, I guess, or the way that she acts or the way that we see mm-hmm. her. Because in Triple Decker Sunday, we were in her mind for most of the episode. And then we saw mm-hmm. her blow up at the end, so we didn't get to see her it, in that like in that way for that episode but then instead of watchmen we did we saw it all from zoe's perspective mm-hmm. so here it'll be interesting to be going back to olivia and this one's written yeah. by a different writer again um i don't think it's written by marshall younger he might have had a hand in it i'd like to see what what that credit sounds like or what the credits are at the end but i don't know i don't know it's cool to have these initial thoughts or these pre-episode thoughts so that we can go in afterward and see okay did it meet our expectations was it good that it, that it met or didn't meet our expectations or was it bad or Anything like that? I don't know. I don't know. I just really like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think it'll be a great episode. I'm just not sure how it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, the first episode. You know, thoughts on that one. Every other episode we've loved. I thought Set of Watchmen mm-hmm. was great, but not awesome. So I don't know. <laughs> I I seriously have no idea what to think about this one. Yeah, but well, then let's just get into it and see. How let's it get goes. into it. Let's do it. All right. I will see you on the other side, Ram. I, uh, first off, I, I gotta apologize for fake news. Uh, no Dave Arnold in, in this episode. I mean, he was he was Jesus, which was great, but uh, he didn't write this episode. I don't know where I got that info. I'm sorry. Totally my bad. Okay. Um, but that that makes me have very interesting thoughts here. Um, very weird thoughts. I don't. Mm. You want to start with the it good, was and we'll go to the not what I expected. Yeah, you want to start with the good, and we'll go to the weird later. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna avoid the wit stuff for now. Let's go with the Imagination Station adventure. I, I would say first <laughs> off, great job. I I loved I loved this story. Yeah. This was this was a really well yeah. done episode. I feel like it it yeah. went through Olivia's character development really well. And it didn't end up do like it didn't end up doing what I thought it might do. She still left the invention kind of um, kind of questioning. 
even after yeah. seeing the Bible story. And that was good because it actually pointed me back to John chapter nine. And I looked up what the, the verse was saying uh, to kind of talk mm-hmm. like to kind of prepare for this, for the reaction here. And mm-hmm. it was it was faithful to the story. I mean, it, it told a different side of the story, like Marshall Younger said in the interview that I thought he said Dave Arnold wrote it, which, you know, I don't know where my mind is. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was um it was good. I thought there were a lot of really good emotional moments, and the acting was very good. Sound design was fantastic. What did you think? I thought it was really good. I've missed the Imagination Station Adventures, so I really appreciated that they brought that back. And I was not expecting the way that this episode went, but I thought it Mm -hmm. was exactly what was needed. It wasn't fixing all of her problems at once, because that's unrealistic and Mm -hmm. honestly not healthy. And... It wasn't nothing happening and just completely unproductive. It was addressing one of her questions, which is very necessary because it Mm -hmm. is so easy to write off spiritual warfare and all those lies and things that you've accepted, but those real things. And you can't just go from that to, oh, no, I believe this. I'm good. No. Mm -hmm. Looking at what she went through, it was being attacked with lie after lie. And some of them she was accepting. And mm-hmm. doubting and mm-hmm. struggling with. You can't just write that off. You have to address that specifically because that is a foothold that then the enemy has gotten. It's you have right. to address that specifically and say, no, this is the lie I've been given. This is the lie I have accepted. This is the truth that I'm instead believing because it is true. And what I've been given was a lie. You have to address that specifically. So I, I really appreciated how they addressed one of the questions and the way they did it it had me thinking i was like oh my goodness that's sure. a really really good question i had never thought about that before i mean mm-hmm. i had thought like maybe that's a little unfair about the blind man who was jesus was like he was made this way just so that way i could heal him in this moment and god could be glorified i thought before like that sounds a little bit unfair like that poor man living his whole life that way and then mm-hmm. like that's it and that was the only reason that doesn't seem like a really good enough reason but their question mm-hmm. is god that selfish i had never thought of that before that is a really good question to wrestle with and think about yeah. and i wasn't expecting that i really appreciated that it made me think yeah yeah i uh, to be honest one of the hard questions that atheists have thrown at me is why is God that selfish to demand worship? And it's it's mm-hmm. a hard it's hard, it's a hard question. That's why I rely on my faith to to carry mm-hmm. me through this. And this episode was good in talking about that. Um, and it's it is because of of salvation because God is all powerful. One, He deserves mm-hmm. our praise, but also if we don't, He knows what's going to happen because of who He is and in His goodness. If if He's not glorified, then there are consequences. So that's why He mm-hmm. sent Jesus to be loving, not because He's cynical like we are, but because He's all powerful. And because Mm -hmm. when we know who he is, we do worship. We are drawn to worship. And part of the part of the reservation I have here, and I preface this with um, what I keep what I keep on saying back when I was talking with Phil Lawler. And I was like, I don't think wit's on a solid foundation here. And he said, you can't say that after this. It takes a lifetime uh, to figure it out. I have to to take a stand somehow. Wherever I am, I, I have to say this is where my opinion lies. And this is what I'm going to act on right now and if i'm wrong in the future then i'll have learned but for right Mm -hmm. now i need to make this judgment call and the judgment call i'm gonna make is that again it's it's even harder because this isn't phil lawler writing this or dave arnold this is marshall younger and i've praised him so much in the past for writing those episodes and he was the one he's answering part of the question 
that he posed in Higher Than Our Ways, but I don't know if I agree with him. And that's What are you talking about? Well, from the very beginning, when Wit says, do you really think that because God is good that he wants to heal us? Or he doesn't mm-hmm. want us to be sick. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, sickness isn't always a bad thing. And in the end, he, he also says, think of all the like think of all the people who came to who came to salvation through uh, the man's testimony. And mm-hmm. I was looking at the Bible verse at that time, so I was a little bit distracted. But I remember and I'm guessing you caught part of what Witt said at the end, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I mean, if yeah, I it was, if we it need was, to. It was um, no good. It was pretty much that. He was saying that maybe thinking of your definition of good would help gain some perspective because if we're saying God is good and all-powerful, he agreed with that, but then he said, I disagree on what you think that means because just because we say God is good doesn't mean he... Because what she said was God is good and powerful. He wants all of our pain and suffering and hardship and inconvenience to be gone Mm -hmm. because he's powerful. He has the ability to make it happen. Right. So why isn't it a reality now? And right. he was like, and well, I... he is all good. He is all powerful. Does being good necessarily mean that his desire and aim is to get rid of everything less than perfect in our lives? And um, I would say the answer is mostly yes to that. That's that's where I am in life right now. That's that's the conclusion I've reached. And I'm, I'm, I think this would be a good place to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really stuck out to me... And it kind of annoyed me. I wish Wit hadn't said this. I wish I wish that had not been in the episode. But Wit says, "I I hope that's a satisfactory answer. I, that's the best I can give you, or something like that," which is pretty much the same thing he said at the end of Rydell Revelations. And my thing here is, Wit, there's another answer. There are hmm. no, there is not an agreement on this. I just came from at summer camp. One thing that the summer camp, like the the chapel leader there, said is that he's saying, "I'm not God. I'm not saying that God wants you." to be sick or i'm not saying that he wants bad things to happen to you but rather because we live in a fallen world god uses those bad things and turns them for good that's my basis that's where i'm mm-hmm. coming from with this and i'm willing to go to scripture and talk about this um and maybe when we i think we're going to interview marshall younger again at some point but if we do then i'd like to talk to him about that question because i i don't agree that god is the manufacturer of our sin i, I don't or not of sin our well sickness. of course not i don't no, think that well, I think that's what he was getting at. I think that's what the what, what maybe Marshall or Witt was getting at in here by saying that when Jesus said this was done so that God could be glorified, I don't think that's saying God did this. I think it's saying that what I think it's saying what Satan meant for evil, God is using for good, and that this has been used in this moment to glorify Him, or that this was done and now God will be glorified. I might be off on that, but. Do you, do you see what I mean there? I think I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah um, do I don't disagree? know. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that I would interpret that part of what Jesus was saying to mean that. Okay. I did always, I haven't looked at it specifically to see that, but I always thought that he was saying that, no, it wasn't because, because in that time they did think that certain things and certain illnesses and mutations and stuff happened because of sins. That the parents mm-hmm. had committed, you know, generational sin. They thought it carried out in that form, and maybe in some situations that could be true. But in that one, at least, he said no, it wasn't. It was nothing that the parents did. This mm-hmm. was in order to bring God glory. It didn't. He didn't say this happened. Now God's going to get glory. He said it happened in order that God would be glorified. Okay. And so I always took that to mean that that was the yeah. intention at the very beginning. However. 
I agree with you that God did not create pain and suffering. And I do not think that that's necessarily was what Wit was saying because of the other episodes that they've made descript- describing Genesis and all of that. I do believe that God's perfect plan at the beginning was mm-hmm. for there to be no pain, no suffering, no sickness, no death. And ultimately that is his goal at the end. Mm-hmm. In this time in between, that is the reality that we've been born into and ultimately we would have chosen if it was us we choose that every day and Mm. even if we didn't have that um sin already in us from being born in a fallen world we would have all Mm. chosen that and the reality from that is that we don't deserve anything good and i think when it comes to the question of Mm. a god who demands worship the way i think about it where i often trip myself up is when i think that i deserve anything Yeah, you don't. If you think about it from the perspective of fallen, sinful creatures literally made from dirt and dust Mm -hmm. and who were created by a god for the god. And that was the only purpose. It wasn't like I created them so that way they could start a business. It wasn't I created them so that they could have their own happy family on the world separate from me. No, he created us for a relationship with him. We were nothing. And so thinking about it from that perspective, why wouldn't he demand worship? He's Mm -hmm. definitely the only one who deserves it. We certainly don't deserve anything. But back to the... I'm sorry, I went on a little tangent. problem of pain, right? Yeah, with the problem of pain. Oh, that sounds like... (laughs) I'm getting confused all of a sudden. What? (laughs) The name of the episode? (laughs) I feel like that is the name of some episode. For some reason, that's bringing back to mind a memory of something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I agree with you that God didn't originally mean for that to be the reality. It is the reality now. He Mm -hmm. does use that for good. However, when it comes to the fact, does God want those things to be gone? I feel like it's very, very tricky to not fall into prosperity gospel thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even with prosperity gospel, I I don't think, I think they, they go to the point where God does want you and you can. Like, God does want you and he will. That's, that's, it is a very easy slippery slope, pun intended. And so I think it's, it's good that we're talking about this carefully. But anyway, you can go ahead. It's not necessarily even that because we're told to ask things expecting him to answer and expecting him to provide. So it's not necessarily an issue of expecting things from him. The issue is when we think we deserve it. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at the prosperity gospel, it is... They say you deserve it, yeah. You say that you deserve it. You're like, I am a Christian, therefore I deserve these things because God wants these for me so I can demand them and I can expect them because I deserve them. And they say it all the time, God wants you to be happy. You should be happy. You should be a millionaire. You should not have sickness or have suffering. And if you demand it, poor you, you're not willing to have enough bravery and courage to demand these things. If you're not demanding it, you're not going to get it. If you demand it, you'll get it because you deserve it. Yeah, name it that's and claim it is something like to say. That's yeah. dangerous. That's that very is. arrogant. And that's using a mm-hmm. genie God. That's not what we have. We have a much bigger God than that. Right. But Absolutely. But I yes. think I think it's it's let me use this as an example. We can talk about whether this is relevant or not. Doesn't the Bible say that it's not God's desire that anyone should suffer or not suffer, but necessarily that anyone should perish, but rather that everyone would come to faith in him? Isn't yeah. That in the Bible. Yeah, it says that. So and that is his desire. And that was what he created in the beginning. And right. that's what he's going to bring back. But that's not the reality we're living in now. Right. So let me let me say that. So if we're talking about that being God's want. That's something that God does want. Mm-hmm. And God does have the power to deny free will to man. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but it would but it would compromise it would compromise mankind if he did that. That's mm-hmm. something God wants to do and something God can do, but he doesn't because of free will and because of yeah. the fall. That yeah. that's what I think is the answer to Olivia's question. And I think saying that God doesn't want something, there, it can be a little bit confusing. So um, we studied Plato in uh, in high school uh, philosophy, and I, I picked up a, co- a little bit of it, but I forget most of it. But one thing that I got hung up on with Plato is that he seemed to use two different definitions for the term want. One was you want something, which means you don't have it and you're looking for it. Another is that you want something and you continually want it and you see it as a good. So hmm. with God, it seems like we might be getting hung up on the definition of want. Okay. So does God desire that? So is it, if it like, I guess I'm asking the question from the episode. Let's, let's go backward then. Um, would we agree that part of the reason God doesn't alleviate all sin and sickness is because of the fall? Yes. Okay. So going back from that, that would mean that God does have the power to do it. He has the power to do anything, but he won't because that would compromise man's free will that man chose at the fall. Right. Okay. Okay. So even though God may want to heal us and he may want to do good things for us, he may not because we live in a fallen world. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's not proving anything. That's just me using my own argument. So going back to the beginning, then what is the what is the problem? I I get the, the prosperity gospel stuff, but is there a problem in saying that God does want good things for us? to be that that God does want us to have relief from pain. Is there no, is there an issue with that? Because we know he that? does. Right. And that's that's where I take issue with what Wit said. I think if you go from from Wit's talking about it and at the end his saying it's the best explanation I have, then you you walk away with saying, well, sometimes God does want you to be in pain. And I think that mm. that that's that's close. That that's close to what I believe is true. But I think it's missing the mark just a little bit. Do you see where I'm coming from? Okay, um, a little bit. Let me clarify. You're saying that what Wit was saying was that he wants you to be in pain in some because circumstances it's going to with glory. some end goals. Yes. And you're disagreeing with that. And I'm dis- well, I think that's yeah. I di- I disagree with that okay. statement. If that's okay. not what Wit was saying, then okay. But I think that's what Wit was saying. Well, yes. Although maybe I'm just skewing it based on my perspective. I was thinking want <laughs> yeah. as in what he was actively doing and pursuing. Like he wants right. pain and suffering to be done. And so mm-hmm. he that's what he's actively pursuing because we yeah. know that he's not actively running around the world looking for every possible way to get rid of pain and suffering because Jesus didn't even do that. He healed many people, but there mm-hmm. were many more people on the world that could have been healed. Right. It's because from the beginning, God knew what his plan would be and what he would have to do. And yeah. that's why Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice will have taken away sin and pain and suffering for mm-hmm. all time at the glorious appearing and the rapture of the church the, uh, the, and okay. the end times and stuff like that. So, like, I, I agree with you. That's God's, God is using all this for his plan. Um, and, yeah, so I think it goes back to Olivia's question at the beginning. If she was asking if God is good and God is all-powerful and God wants everyone to be free from pain and suffering if he wants mr norton's family to to not suffer and he can help them why doesn't he mm. and the i would answer the question differently than the way wit answers the question and i can answer okay. the question if you want if you want to talk actually can i say what my answer would be to that mm-hmm. I was about my answer to ask. Would be, yeah uh, my answer to that would be that again because we live in a fallen world and it goes back to the garden we we've been given a choice between following god and not and mm-hmm. the ruler of this world um wants evil things to happen to us 
Mm-hmm. And although God does bend, like I'm, I'm mixing my metaphors, but he does bend the arc of history toward uh, toward his plan and his his will, his plan will be done in the end. In the meantime, we were it's it's said that we will live a life of suffering and there will be pain in the world because it's a consequence of man's rejection of God. And that's why God that's why people go to hell if they don't believe in God when they die. Because it's their own conscious choice to reject God. Mm-hmm. It's not that God is pun. It's not necessarily. Well, it is punishment. It is punishment for the sin. But it's also man's own choice. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Well, I'm a good. I'm a good person. I want to go to heaven. You don't want to go to heaven if you if you reject God because God is the only way. And Jesus has said is he, he's the only way. So if Mr. Norton's family was a Christian, were Christians, and I, they, I think they are. Mm-hmm. They would they would know this, but being a Christian doesn't alleviate them from that suffering. And with Miss Adelaide's question of I sleep better at night knowing things don't make have to make sense, I think it's I think it's fine to to put all of that blame on human nature and on the devil and on the person who is responsible on the the being who is responsible for pain and suffering, and to know that Charles Norton is free from suffering, and to know that someday. Yeah they too will be free from that suffering. And you don't have to say God intended for this to happen. Even though he may be using it, and even though it's caused Olivia to hopefully grow in her faith and be stronger in her faith, that could have happened without his death. I think we, yeah. we miss that in God's will, because God is smarter than all of us, he's the master storyteller, there are so many different ways that Olivia, that in our lives, that tragedies that could have happened to us that have shaped us, there's so mm-hmm. many other ways we could have been shaped by those by other things in the yeah. way that we were shaped by those tragedies. There there are ways to learn the easy way and there are ways that you can be made better through talking with people or life experiences that aren't traumatic. Mm-hmm. And it might it might not be as impactful, but this also goes back to the escape room. Did Emily and Matthew have to go through what they went through to learn a bigger lesson or could they have learned it through talking with Mr. Whitaker and doing other things that weren't as dangerous? Phil Lawler would say, no, they had to go through the escape room to learn what they learned. And I would say that's that's kind of diminishing the ability of creativity, of being able to figure out these things on your own in different ways, not necessarily doing something that's 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 that dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so with with Mr. Norton, did he have to die for Olivia to to have this reckoning with her faith? Not necessarily. It could have come about in any other way. They were just about to talk about philosophers. Miss Adelaide could have started talking about it, and Olivia could have started to doubt her faith even then. But mm-hmm. in all of that, I think it's easy to take away from this episode, God wants you to be in pain because he has a bigger plan. And this all comes back to the—I'm assuming Marshall Younger would point back to the verse to say, well, what does that verse mean? That this was done so that God could be glorified. First, I would say that's probably— there, there is a difference between pain and being born blind, but I don't know what that mm-hmm. difference is. But even so, that's a question I'd like to talk about. So I don't know if you have any have any thoughts on what I just said. I know I was talking for a while. <laughs> no, you're good. I did that plenty of plenty often too. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a couple things. Sure. And I'm I think I'm just getting a little confused with the back and forth on what your yeah yeah are go for it go for it. Wit's opinion was in this episode and what the writer's mm-hmm. opinion was, but yeah. Feel free to a couple things and it's. Really, your perspective changes everything. Yes. Because I know one th- a few things I know is that God does not want pain and suffering. He did not create that initially. In the end, that's not going to be present, mm-hmm. except Absolutely. for obviously hell and that mm-hmm. dominion. That's that will I don't be think there. God wants that, but it has but, to happen. Yeah. Yes, 
And that was from the rebellion of his closest followers and angels. That wasn't his decision. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. but yes, yeah, so God doesn't want us to be in pain. That said, there are numerous times where we see where there are people in pain asking mm-hmm. to not be in pain, like Jesus right before he was arrested. And I think it was Paul with the thorn in his side that wouldn't go away. And then obviously this man who was blind for years and years was seemingly the reason being that God was going to be glorified in a moment, years mm-hmm. down the line when he finally met Jesus. Yeah. And then yeah. numerous, I mean, um, Job, all these things, people in pain and they ask for the reason and either God says, so I'll be glorified. So something will come of it or not yet. Mm-hmm. With Jesus, it was, there wasn't even really a reason. They, like, Jesus is part of the Trinity. He is in agreement with God that this had to happen. He knew the reasons. He knew the risks. He, of his own free will, chose it. So Mm -hmm. we don't really see the answer there. But we know that they're in agreement of the necessity of it. I don't think that's right, but make I believe I believe it says in the Bible that it pleased God to crush him, or it it pleased God uh, that Jesus made the sacrifice. I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the only instances because that was the ultimate appeasement for our sins, and it was the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Um, So we see that's why that's why God was pleased by the the sin offerings in uh, in the Old Testament too. That that was the one pain that I guess provided for. I I don't know what the uh, was it atonement was that the phrase that they that that's used for that but. Whatever, whatever the sacrifices were. I, th- I don't I think know if that's the word, but the sacrifices yeah. didn't save anyone. No, no, they just they were a temporary remedy. But right, was to that some it? extent. Right, well, that, that's I a whole was, that's a whole other area. But that's it, a we're whole other about... conversation. <laughs> I was right, actually but, just yes, talking to yes. my mentor about it, so I could tell you stuff. But mm-hmm. um, no, I'm I'm in agreement with you with you there. Yeah, but we are we see so so many areas where obviously God doesn't want the pain. But it is mm-hmm. present and it is yes. not being removed. Mm-hmm. And it's not often that he tells us why. Sometimes after the fact, we see purpose. Hopefully you see purpose. Um, if not, yeah. like with, I, th- I think it was Paul. It might have been Peter. I'm going to keep saying Paul. With the thorn <laughs> in his side, we're not told that it ever goes away. Yeah. We're not told that it ever goes away. For Jesus, obviously, his thing that he was dreading did not go away. It came and it came mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. And this right. man, hit. he saw, he saw the end of it. He saw the purpose. He saw the reason. He was healed for God's glory yeah. and he was happy with that. He went and he told people. So it wasn't exactly. like he was sitting there mad at Jesus being like, okay, how come it took you this long? Seriously, this was the only reason you couldn't give me something else? Right. We don't see that. We just saw being overjoyed. So I think the example is also great how it contrasts before how his family, he was having trouble with his mom and now they're, they're great. Both he sees, he sees the son and his mom also sees the the light in their lives now. And I think Mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah, I think that was that I was good that to, moment. to put that, that just, way. It made me so happy when ah, yeah. he was healed, very... and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah. It just made me so happy. But anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, the perspective the changes things a lot because mm-hmm. it's even in the difference of when bad things are happening, defining what you think of God based on what's happening, or defining how you think of what's happening based on what you know of God. That changes things drastically. It can go from saying hey, I'm blind, therefore God is good, but he's not powerful. Or God is powerful, but he's not good. He cannot be both or I would not be in this situation. Or saying, I know 
he is good and powerful i don't know why this is happening to me but i know that he's good i know that he cares for me i know that he wants the best for me i don't know what that's going to look like far be it from me to tell him what it's supposed to look like i just need to trust and follow him because i know that he is where i need to be that mm -hmm. changes your outlook on life drastically and right. yeah it just it these things are okay. so so hard to think about and talk about because it, it changes these are the things that then we can take advantage of so easily because mm -hmm. it's it just depends on how you think about it it was like emily's dang it not emily olivia's imaginary <laughs> friend taking the questions that she was saying and have you ever seen him have you ever heard him have, have, yeah. have you ever those questions and you get a certain answer to those versus when she was like okay those were the correct answers to those questions but if i think about it this way i've seen him move in my life mm -hmm. i've seen how he's acted for me i've seen different things i've experienced him those are a different set of questions a different set of looking at things and that helped her remember the things that she had learned mm -hmm. right. so the questions right. we ask and the perspective we come with changes the conclusion we draw drastically. Right, right. Yeah, and I definitely have a different perspective and a different set of questions as well. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, this has been interesting to hash out. I don't know if we've actually answered it. I, I think in your, your, final, your final thing there, you came down to two options. Uh, either saying God is either, um, un, like either not good or impotent or saying I, did, I just don't know why this is happening. Was that mm -hmm. what you boiled it down to? Yeah, you're either defining... God's characteristics right. based on your circumstances or your circumstances based on his characteristics. Right, right. So then I guess the question would be is that, um, let me see what I'm trying to say here. I'm kind of losing my train of thought. I know. It's so hard to remember what you're thinking. I forgot yeah. it so many times. I keep repeating. Mm -hmm. So probably, I'm probably repeating something I already said, but are we assuming that if God was good and if God did want it and if he was powerful too, that he would do it? Are we assuming that that's something he definitely would do? No. Because right. we see right. that a lot where things we would expect him to do, sometimes he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And, and I that think, I think is so yeah. hard. Right, that yeah. so I hard. I know. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Now the question I come back to was, is, or is the consensus we've reached about, at least in this conversation, I don't know if it's true, but I believe it is, is that what Wit was saying? Or was he saying something else? I want to say that throughout Adventures in Odyssey, they've made it clear that God mm -hmm. created the world without sin. Right. Perfect. Right. No suffering and pain. And it will sure. be restored yeah. to that eventually. Right now, it's not. So I don't mm -hmm. believe he was saying that God is going to take all that away. Mm -hmm. I well, don't believe he was saying God causes pain left and right because it's fun. Mm -mm, he obviously right. wasn't saying that. I am not sure if he was saying God causes pain for good reason, or if he was saying God allows pain and makes something beautiful of it in the end. I think definitely those are two was, very different things. Yeah. I think he was definitely raising the question of, does God want you to be free from pain? I think that was definitely one of the questions that he raised. Um, mm -hmm. And so that would, and also I, I led into this with the question of, I don't know if I trust wit anymore, depending on who writes him or, what he says i don't know so i need to be able to question him and so if we're talking about like for all of odyssey well wit hasn't wit has changed a lot in the past couple episodes it's kind of sad mm -hmm. but that's what's happened so i have an idea can we listen to the final scene maybe pick up again on what wit said and then come back okay. and talk about it okay the final scene or the scene right before the adventure um the final scene where okay. olivia gets out of the adventure okay do you want to listen to it together uh sure it just still seems kind of unfair, Mr. Whitaker. 
Ezra being blind all that time just so God could get glory? Yeah, well, I suppose to us it, it can seem unfair. Well, do you think it's fair? I believe that God is always fair and just. Olivia, you asked me earlier if I thought that God was good. Right, and you said yes. But what did you mean by good? Um, I guess that God always wants what's best for us. Okay. So are you saying that what's best for us is always what's fair for us? That's a really that's a really important question. Yeah. Um, you want me to take a stab? Yeah, go ahead and take a stab. I just, I always have thoughts. So if you are ever <laughs> unsure what to say, I can always just blab for a while until you think of something. I'd love you to blab. Yeah, go, go ahead. <laughs> well, just out of the gate. Yes, I do think he wants what's fair for us. But again, that's not really what we live in right now because mm -hmm. our world is not fair at the moment. I don't know. The way the way I think about it is not necessarily in terms of this. I think about, and there's different opinions on whether or not the idea of God, dang it, what's it, what's it called? Um, I don't know, where people are picked beforehand on who's going to go to heaven uh, or whatever. Predestination. Yeah. Thank you, predestination. Um, that's a whole other conversation. But yes, the very thought that... <laughs> without god doing something we don't want him mm -hmm. unless god steps into your life you don't want him you won't want him which gives you a lot of hope because if you ever are wanting something of god you know that that's him working in your life because you don't want that on your own which brings mm -hmm. me it's i'm sorry i'm gonna go on a tangent for just a second but this i've been seeing <laughs> yeah, this fine. a lot in my own life and i just it's one of my favorite things that i've learned about god recently is that if you see him pulling you towards something that is good, whether it is freedom from something or whether it is building a new habit or studying the Bible or praying or building a mentor relationship or being a small group leader or whatever. If you see God turning you towards something that is of him and that is good, that is him in your life. You don't want that on your own, which means mm -hmm. that is something good that he has started work on in you and he will bring that to completion either in this life or the next mm -hmm. which i love because if you see him doing that in right. you you know it's gonna happen exactly yeah because he That's... promises that what he has started in you he's going to complete either this life or the next we so talked about that my again. tangent yeah god but... began doing a good work in you and he will keep on yes. working in you until the day until it is done in the day of christ jesus or something like that yes so yeah. in those moments when you're like, I know this is an issue for me, I'm never going to be free. The very fact that you know it's an issue, you're recognizing it and you're wanting freedom from it means he's already started, which mm -hmm. means he's going to finish. Yeah. And for me, that just, that's just so that's hopeful. Great. But anyway, right. that's just a little tangent. But okay, back thinking to what about it in that perspective of I would not choose him on my own, why would he step in to open the eyes of somebody who even after the fact can still reject him? is still mm -hmm. likely and predisposed to reject him. Right. And right. thinking about it from that perspective is incredibly humbling because it's not why would he leave out people? It's why would he choose me? It's mm -hmm. nobody, nobody deserves to be saved. Nobody deserves freedom from the fate that they have chosen, that Adam and Eve have chosen. And every day we choose the same thing. If we were in the garden, we would have chosen the same thing. Why on earth would he step in in the first place and save 
anyone, let alone me. And it's just, it's again, mm-hmm. that perspective change where if you think right. about it from the perspective of why would he save anyone, let alone me, you think more about how great he is rather than he's great. Why doesn't he save everyone? That's coming at from ultimately a very selfish perspective in thinking that anybody deserves to be saved in the first place. Right. Because if you think about it, if there was, if you were in a jail and Mm -hmm. somebody was about to free someone, you don't go and say, I am rooming right next to this awful Barabbas who has killed all these people. And I could list off other bad things, but we don't want to think about that. But (laughs) just this awful, awful person deserves death like there's very very few things where everybody can agree like they deserve death especially if you don't believe in the death Mm -hmm. penalty but every once in a while there's just one especially if it's personal that you're like they they don't deserve to live that person being in the cell next to you and then you saying if you have the freedom to give one person out of here why don't you take this one too you don't think that because you don't think they deserve it so if you're coming from the perspective of he can save somebody. Why doesn't he save everybody, mm-hmm. including me or including that person? It's because you think they deserve it. We don't deserve it. And so coming back to the pain and suffering, we choose that. And so bringing that back into that context of he performs miracles daily. He performs mm-hmm. miracles. He speaks to us. He works in our lives. He changes us to be more like him we piles of dirt and dust who curse him to his face reject him who choose petty worldly things over him mm-hmm. every day why would he choose to do anything for us yeah thinking about yeah. it from that perspective looking at everything he has done and saying why would he even do that versus saying i see what he's done he didn't do that over there why didn't he do that it's just the changing of your perspective because ultimately we don't deserve it. We don't deserve salvation. We don't deserve the daily blessings and provisions that he gives us. And to demand more or to say that he is wrong and that he is not good or he is not powerful in giving us that or giving someone else that is ultimately very selfish and arrogant in thinking that you deserve it. Now, mm-hmm. we're allowed to ask that. We're allowed to think that. And it's, again, an incredible blessing and incredible just character on his part that he allows us to <laughs> to doubt him so mm-hmm. often and yeah. ask these honestly hurtful questions about his character <laughs> freely. Because right. if, you, if you die for someone, you give everything you have for them, you are naked, you are beaten, you are cursed to your face for someone who still rejects you and then they go to you and you they say hey did you ever love me like i don't know about you but mm-hmm. i would kind of be like shut your mouth do you not see what i did but he welcomes that he lets us ask those questions and he still lets people de- re- reject him he still right. allows that mm-hmm. so i don't know what my main thought of that was but right the right. the thing about is he good and is he powerful and if so, why doesn't he do those things? And when I think of that, I try to think about, what, yeah, why does he do those things? Mm-hmm. Well, I, have, I was thinking, circling back to, um, to what Wit said, this is all, this is all great. Um, and I think this is, this is really important to have a good perspective. Um, if we're addressing the specific question, do you mind if I try to change Wit's question a little bit to fit sure. uh, the question of the episode? So mm-hmm. from Higher Than Our Ways, the question was, if God is good, then he wants what's best for us. Is what's best for us fair or is what's best Mm -hmm. for us what's fair for us so Mm -hmm. if God if Charles Norton believed in God and if God 
was good toward Charles Norton. That's means, that means that he wanted what was best for Charles Norton. Mm-hmm. And that means he also wanted what was... Th- maybe he wanted what was fair. Maybe he didn't necessarily want what was fair for Charles Norton. But what was fair for Charles Norton... Uh, sorry, what was best for Charles Norton was to die in an accident. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Witt's saying. I would disagree, but I don't know. Because... Like you were saying, we come from a very limited perspective and we don't deserve these things. We don't, I don't, it, it, we, maybe it is best for us to, to suffer. And maybe it is best for us to experience this, experience pain because we don't have any standing to, to argue with God. That was, that was Job, right? Job mm-hmm. didn't have any, anything to argue against God because Job was a man. He was, he wasn't powerful. And he was, he was saying, I don't deserve any of this. And God's saying, well, you have. Who are you to talk to me this way? Um, but then we still come out of that asking the question, Is it was it really best? And was there no well, other way? here's a question. Sure. What was fair for Charles Norton? No, it definitely wasn't. Well, definitely wasn't fair. Maybe, maybe it was probably fair for him to die because yeah. he's, because we're, because we're all sinners, which is yeah. why I don't think that it was fair that he be saved, which is, yeah. and also, it's also why that I think that the question of what God wants is different than the question from what Witt and Olivia were getting at. That's very um, true. So I think the episode, um, circling back to this, we've, we've, we've talked a lot of um, a lot of different topics here, and I really do appreciate that. And I think the the crux of this is that there are, there are several questions, there are several nuances to the question that Olivia was asking. And this answer uh, answers what you were just talking about, about how we can't even start to understand God and we don't deserve any of the things that he does for us. Mm-hmm. And that's where the answer to the man born blind comes from. That's where was it worth it comes from. That's where that's where all that um, finds like finds its place in terms of mm-hmm. the answers. But for the specific question of what happened to Charles Norton, I don't think the answer in this episode was exactly sufficient for that. And I think wit in taking that question and turning it a different way was a little bit unclear. Now it, it's good theology. Mm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good theology for the most part. But just a few there are just a few times in there where uh, like at the beginning when Wit says, "Well, I don't know if he wants that," where it's being a little bit unclear. What exactly do you mean by want? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Can we listen to the rest of that scene? Mm-hmm. Never made much sense. I mean, n- no beginning or an end. Yeah. Well, we can't grasp eternity. But eternity is how God thinks. Eternity is forever. Our lives are only a speck on the timeline. Because of that moment in time when Ezra was healed, who knows how many people he told about Jesus. Probably everyone he met. (laughs) Exactly. And who knows how many of those people became followers. How many of them are in heaven with Jesus right now? Not to mention what that moment did to Ezra and his mother. I'm sure they never took his wonderful gift of sight for granted again, or the God who gave it to him. And when you think about it in those terms, you begin to realize that things that don't make sense, well, might make sense to the one who understands eternity. I, I guess. When bad things happen, when we see others in pain, We see them through a narrow scope, not an eternal one. So we just have to trust. That's right. Is that a satisfying answer? Kind of. Yeah, well, I understand if it's not. But it's the only answer I've got. 
Yeah, so I, I think I think Wit's fine there. I don't I don't have a problem with anything he just said. Um, he pretty much agreed with everything that we, I mean you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but it comes back to the question of I don't think that's exactly what Olivia was asking. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good once you move past the question of why does um, like why do these things happen if he wants if he doesn't want them to mm-hmm. happen. Um, it's fine if you eventually get to Wit's answer there. That's great, and that's it, I take great solace in that. We're still missing the piece at the very beginning of does just because God wants something and he's powerful enough to do it, whether he'll do it or not. I think that's that's a that's a piece that's missing from this argument. It's missing from what Wit's saying and with with him saying it's the only answer he has, there's a there's a little bit that would have been important to have in there that's that's not there. Mm. Um does I, that make sense? Yeah, I do agree with you. At the very beginning of the episode, what did say, does God want to remove all pain from our lives? And he was questioning that. I do mm-hmm. think that, at least in this context, talking to a kid, that's probably a little bit fuzzy. Because, at least from what I'm seeing, God does want pain and suffering to not exist. He didn't create it in the garden, and in the end, it's not going to be there. However... In the way that they were talking about it, I could understand if it was just meant to be saying, God isn't looking at us saying, how can I remove all pain and suffering from our lives? Like, that's that's right. not what he's doing. He doesn't mm-hmm. want it there, but he's not wiping it from the world now. That's what's coming. That's not what's yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so right. in right. that, that's, that's that might have been just that's the only it. unclear thing that he said. But I do think that in the end, he clarified right. it a little bit, showing that it's not just because you have to trust that things are happening that are more than you understand and you can't always see the result of it in that instance when we look back we can see some of the results of that and we can sort of agree that like yeah that that wasn't a waste look at all the lives that were changed and hearts that were moved like i wouldn't say that was a waste however when you're in it it's so hard to think of that because that's not what you're able to see and so in those moments for me it's easier to think of the perspective of every bad thing that's happening is deserved every bad and awful and hideous thing on this Mm -hmm. earth is Mm -hmm. things that sinful humans are choosing and are deserving we each Mm -hmm. personally and individually deserve hell we deserve to be in a place mm-hmm. completely separated from God and sure. his blessings sure. and his provisions. Anytime yeah. he steps into our lives and does anything, getting rid of mm-hmm. pain and suffering, using it for good, changing us is a blessing and is not deserved. Right. So and I think, think we already went it, here, so we don't we, we don't exactly yeah. need to rehash it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry. I'm repetitive. Um, but, but yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I just don't want this to be ages long. <laughs> that's the only mm-hmm. thing. Um, but then... Uh, Oh, with all of that, that that's all solid. Um, but I still think you could walk away from the episode with the idea. And I, I don't know if there are some Christians who believe this. I think there are. Like Calvinists, mm-hmm. I think, have this perspective that God does a lot, that God does arrange for sin, or not sin, God does arrange for pain to happen in your life, death to happen in your life, because it's he's working it together for the good. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's, I think, I think you can still walk away from this episode with that. Um, and I think that's th- while the episode does a lot of good, while the episode does a uh, like have a really powerful moral, I- I'm being nitpicky here. This is mm-hmm. still a solid episode. I'd probably I'd probably give it a four. 
I don't know what it's going to get when it goes into the rating, but mm-hmm. or when it goes into the rubric. But the um, walking away with that kind of a moral is very tricky because that's the crux of this arc. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm pushing this so hard is because that is the reason Olivia is falling from her faith. That That's well, the main question she's struggling with, right? Which is why oh, I have also well, we did think... get that bit at the end. We did get that bit at the end where it's like, are you struggling with something else? Did you, you remember that? Yeah, I, I'm, that's why I'm saying ah. this isn't the end of it. The struggle no, yeah. of is God good? That's something that even hardcore, strong in their faith Christians struggle with. There isn't a rock yeah. solid answer. So it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get more basis on what exactly what is trying to communicate and what it is that um, these beliefs. But you're right. In this episode, it was a little bit unclear. But also, yeah. I want to give it credit to the mm-hmm. fact that it's like a 23 sure. minute episode or whatever and yeah, sure. this That's is a fine. big yeah. topic and they only mm-hmm. had those two little snippets of conversation at the beginning and then at uh-huh. the end of the imagination adventure yeah where they summarized I, I think, what then happened i still think you could even have even though they had a little bit you could have tweaked a little bit like I, i'm not the writer mm-hmm. which is why i think it'd be great to sit marshall younger down i know he'd love to do it to say hey i'd like to talk about this and i know he said in the past that he loves it when he hears us debating these episodes and talking about it so I would I, I'd love to send this to him. And Marshall, if you're listening right now, fabulous job on this series. Thank you so much for broaching these topics and for, for doing all of this. It's, it's really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the rest of you out there um, who are listening, th- this is really important stuff. This is really solid stuff. Um, and I'm glad that Odyssey is going here. Mm-hmm. My, um, it was really shaky after Rydell, but I think my, my faith in Odyssey has been renewed by <laughs> these four episodes. Um yeah. One bad series. I, I was serious. I was I was kind of thinking about dumping Odyssey for a while, but now that we're, I don't know, now that I'm listening to these episodes, I am, I'm really happy. I'm really glad about where this is going, and I'm glad it's it's provoking these discussions, and yeah. that the episodes are actually solid in their in their teaching as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for talking about this, Ray. You have such great insights. I know you you do tend to ramble a little bit, but it's okay. Yes. It's okay. I'm uh, sorry. That's that's what makes good content, right? <laughs> I am very much a verbal communicator, and so a lot yeah. of my rambling is me trying to piece together what I actually want to say, and then the next time I say it, it's more what I was meaning to say, and then the next time I say it, it's what I meant to say that time. So it just takes me a little while. But yeah, I love hashing through these things and talking about them and debating about them and discovering, oh, wait a minute, no, that means that. And like, there's so much discovery that can happen in debate and in conversation about yes. these kind of topics mm-hmm. with people. And you don't want to miss right. out on that because you learn a lot. Yeah, and I love friendly debate and that I was able to go through this without being angry or arguing or anything, but I was able to say, I don't, I I, I hope humbly say, this is my perspective. I've come to it through this reasoning. I, I don't profess to be an expert on this, but yeah. this is what I believe. And again, I need to take a stand. At some point, I, I am going to need, to need to take a stand on these issues. Mm-hmm. I can't just say, well... I don't know every, I don't know it all yet, so I'm gonna wait until years later when I've when I've learned it. I I need to be I need to be wrong. Yeah. I need to be able to make these mistakes and be able to to say I was wrong on this issue, but at least to take a stand. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad that Odyssey is done. That's why that's why I'm glad uh, the Rydell episodes happened. That I was able to learn this philosophy that no matter what happens, uh, it, I need to be able to think for myself and to think critically. And to actually decide what do I what do I believe? Mm-hmm. And like a good question from Triple Decker Sunday, what do I believe and why do I believe it? Mm-hmm. 
it's it's good for your faith and it's good for these episodes and, and it's what uh, we're told to do exactly exactly well anything to add here on the end Rhea? um no i don't think so i'm just excited to see yeah. where they take this new theme yes and if it continues to be like um a long string of episodes i don't know if there'll be many episodes in album 72 about this but i'm i'm looking forward to it and uh again uh, i love marshall younger's writing i think he's doing a fantastic job i'm excited to see where he takes us all mm-hmm. all right well this has been really long thank you so much Rhea. it's always a pleasure thank you yep all right you're listening to aio audio news